Oh. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh. Waking up in another prison cell, am I? Well, that's certainly a fun way to kick off 2022. Oh, hello there. Uh, and you would be... I am Malik. Ah. Seems you must die. Oh. And we have yet to become acquainted. Sad, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. Terribly sad, and yet... Considering how the last two years have gone, also not terribly distressing, I have to say. You're free, alien. Ah. Well, thank you. That's... suspicious. You do not trust me. Uh, not particularly, no. Uh, no, not with a name like Malik. I do like an honest answer. In fact, I suspect that you're angling for a go on the randomizer. Would that be correct? It is my wish to serve you. Ah, well, in that case... Yes, please, have at it. Whatever you ask. Whatever would you do without me, alien? Oh, I shudder to think. Why are you looking at my brainstem like that? Ah. All over. That's right, and if you'd care to pass me the printout... Ah, well, today's episode is from Fireball XL5. And you approve. Oh yes, I certainly do approve, as it's one I've always had a bit of a soft spot for. Here's the Robot Freighter Mystery. Go. Yeah, all right, I'm... I'm... Go! Before I change my mind. All right, I'm going, I'm going. Such a difficult man to serve. So, welcome back to Fireball XL5 on the randomizer. Welcome indeed to the very first randomizer of 2022. And I know you're saying, oh no, we had one last week. This is the first episode I am recording in 2022 because... You know nothing of my recording schedule. And uh, this is, um, oh, we're starting out on a robot freighter. And here is the master robot console. Everything looks okay. I'm not an expert in master robot consoles, but, uh, oh, the ship has stopped. <gasps> and the master robot console seems to be on fire. It's not good. And it went kablooey. Uh-oh. Oh, that's interesting. What in thunder is that, Commander Zero? It's the robot supply freighter alarm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the first it's the first randomizer of the end, no. Oh. So that ringing alarm bell We sabotage your robot supply is marked Robot Freighter Alarm. Yeah, yeah, and space. That's the sole reason for that alarm's existence, and Steve is what is it? What is it? I could read the words that it says there, but uh Sabotage. Oh, I I I've forgotten how to read, Commander Zero. Oh dear. I wasn't prepared for a... Uh, such a glorious bit of stupidity, uh so soon out of the gate. Salvage company? Cargo ship back. Ah, anyway, we have, uh... Come in, Commander. These chaps, the Briggs brothers... We're about to do a deal again. ...on their space salvage ship. Here, yeah. Don't tell me I know. You're approaching our robot supply freighter. You've hit it right on the nose, Commander. And I've got to say... your gear long before... This episode is, um... I don't know if it would take first place, it might take second, but it is certainly a strong contender for ugliest guest puppets in any Super Mario Nation series. These two brothers, and one more character that we're going to see shortly, 
are quite hideous. I would say that it, the first place is taken by um, uh, a supercar episode. I think the sky's the limit, where there's one, two gangsters, one of whom looks like he's he's gone through a windshield, and the other one who looks like Pinocchio. Anyway. Okay, Joe. Taking your oxygen pill? Uh, you bet, Slim. I sure wish you'd asked me that before you opened the door in the space, Slim. It might have been dangerous if I'd said no. Yeah, the B Briggs brothers are... Well, they're going across to the uh, the freighter that has been disabled. Although it was interesting that in the shot of them leaving their airlock, you could see the other ship ahead of them, courtesy of um, back projection or whatever. But it was the model was clearly their own ship. Um, there was a bit of a goof there because their ship is marked as a space salvage ship. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm getting to know the layout of these robot freighters like the back of my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you ought to them. This is the third ship we've uh, <laughs> uh, salvaged in the past couple of months. These guys are the baddies, in case you didn't know. And my goodness, they are hideous. Right, Joe. Joe, I think, just about gets away with it because he's his voice kind of matches the Get the, cargo the look of the character. I don't want no space patrol boys finding out how the freighter was sabotaged. He, he's, he sounds kind of dumb and he looks kind of dumb, but the other one... Get clear. Slim. That is, I think, a problem with the face. The face is too thin, which makes the eyes look too big. Oh. Aboard the freighter is... Uh, there must be a million bucks worth here in salvage dough. Yeah, including uh, Professor Matic's uh, Plyton detector from the Granitoid tanks. Luxury for the rest of our lives. Wow. Set that bomb yet, Joe? We gotta get these lead cases out of here. Hey, I'm coming, Slim. It's uh, cinch moving this cargo with no gravity. Well, you need your jetpacks as well. Yes, these chaps are raiding freighters. This stuff's as light as a feather. Stealing stuff and explaining to themselves what they are doing as they go. Very handy. And um, yeah, I was very happy to see this episode come up today because this episode was... I I've gone on before about my history of Fireball XL5 on VHS. Had the UK Fireball XL5 VHS releases continued, this was would have been the next episode to have been released on VHS. So... When I finally got to see this episode on the uh, tape trading network in the the early 2000s, it was it was uh, from someone's off-air recording from I think Central Television. Going up soon, shouldn't it? It did feel like a really yeah. special moment. This was something I wasn't supposed to be seeing. This was something I thought I would never see. We're out of the blast area. And there she blows. Ooh, there we go. One less freighter in the universe. Oh, lots of debris though. And uh, yeah, 20 years after that uh, grotty old VHS tape, here we have Fireball XL5 in HD on Blu-ray. Catching down soon. This is my first um, viewing of this episode in HD, so. Uh, is it from the Briggs Brothers? We it's it's an it's an, a nostalgic episode for me that I'm I'm not sure if if this is a particular favourite of people or, or not. Have proof before we can do that. Just knowing isn't enough. Say, that's the Valiant coming in now, isn't it, Commander? I guess so, Steve. I don't know. What do you think I am, controller of some kind of space city that keeps tabs on this sort of thing? We have your salvaged equipment, Commander. Yeah, yeah, I know. Get your ship down here. 
You're all clear to land. Oh, so this is a nice scam these guys have got going. Blowing up the freighters and then selling the salvage back to Space City. But yeah, going back to what I was saying about favourite episodes, it's strange because with, with shows like Thunderbirds, you know... Episodes like Trapped in the Sky and, and Terror in New York City are the classics and everybody loves them. And then there's episodes like Give or Take a Million and, uh, I don't know, uh, Moving Your Dead, where some people aren't too fond of them. One at the Pentagon and you'll get your money. But there are shows like XL5 where I'm not really in tune with the sort of fan consensus of what the best episodes of this show actually are. Don't push your luck too far, that's all. I can only go by what what I enjoy the most, what brings me the most, uh, most viewing pleasure, and, uh... Before I arrest you for trespassing! This is an episode I've always enjoyed. Long, gentlemen. We'll be seeing you soon. I think it's because of the, uh, the audacious nature of the villains running this scam. Next move, Commander. Basically in the World Space Patrol's face. They know exactly what's going on, and they just can't prove it. Jack. That freighter you're getting ready. And it's partly because of the fact that they're so deeply stupid. Meanwhile... Robot Supply Freighter 8. I want it checked and double-checked. Is that clear? Okay, Commander. Leave it to me. Here's Jock and... Edmundo. Edmundo. I want you to listen carefully to me. I am all the ears, as they say, Jock. I would Jock has, for one week only, his own personal... Report anything you see out uh, of... Manuel, essentially. I shall check after you. But, uh, what is this you are saying? Okay. Are you not trusting me? Does my work not please, Jock? You're not trusty guy who only showed up this week and looks very suspicious? Oh. Yes, he, uh, he does look a bit suspicious. Done the job, Jock. All checks read green. Again, I don't know if it's the suspicious voice or the huge bulging eyes, or the, uh... Commander Zero Dewey! The, uh, well, quite staggeringly impressive monobrow, but, uh, I've got him pegged as a villain. Robot computer Again, it's that thing of, here's a character that we've never seen before, who's clearly in a position of authority, some sabotage is going on, gee, I wonder who, who it could be. And I think the live-action shows got away with that kind of thing sometimes, because those shows kind of had a, a, a large cast and a large cast turnover, so you wouldn't necessarily assume that this guy you've never seen before wasn't just a brand new character. In the Super Mario Nation shows, when they parachute a new character in like this, you kind of immediately know that uh, they're up to no good. Now I'm away to my bed. Especially when they're paired up with... Someone so reliable like Jock. Oh, we're in Jock's bedroom. Oh. oh, he even gets Scottish sleeping music and a framed painting of a Scotsman in Steve Zodiac's bedroom. He has model of XL5, of course. Whose other bedrooms are we going to see? Ooh, no one, but we are seeing a shadowy figure making their way out to the next robot freighter. This is freighter number eight. I wonder who this could be. Well, we didn't see Venus's bedroom, did we? So, uh, do we think it might be Venus? Might she have turned traitor? <laughs> oh. The supply ship will never reach its destination. You'll never believe this. Mondo is not so stupid as they all think. 
Edmundo is the, the saboteur in Space City. Faithful, old, reliable Edmundo, whom we all know and love and trust, is in with the villains. And now we get this fairly lovely sequence, quite long though, of Edmundo flying his car out to an island, presumably quite near Space City, to meet up with the Briggs Brothers to the, uh, the Crossroads to Crime soundtrack. Yeah, it didn't only appear in, in that one scene in, in Captain Scarlet in Manhunt, because it was also in this, and uh, I think they reused the score quite extensively in the supercar episode The White Line. But here we go, he's at the Space Salvage Company... Well, I hesitate to say headquarters, it's more of a shack, really. And inside... Hi, Ed. Come on in. Oh, dear. Try a hand, Joe. Okay. They're playing poker. They've both got cigars on the go, which makes having their... It means they've got their lips open, and I, I can kind of see the light coming in through the mouth. I can see light peeking in through the back of the puppet's skull. That's quite unsettling. Uh, I guess that does it. We'll have to call the whole thing off. Not on your life. Give me three cards, Joe. I'm not going to give up our amazing lifestyle of sitting in a shack in the middle of nowhere for nobody. Jack, you're sure you ran a real thorough check on that supply freighter? I Commander Zero. I was the last... Oh, my goodness. Oh. They're trying to do a, a bit of an arty shot there of Edmundo listening to Jock, but it looks... He's so close to the camera, and he's, he's in so much darkness that it looks like he's turning into a werewolf. They've just got light on his eye. That was a that was an interesting attempt at uh, ready to lift off as soon as the supply ship is airborne. At something there. Here we go. Robot freighter number eight is away, and I do like the the design of of these robot freighters. I have a feeling this is probably just a a redress of a previous spacecraft, but I really like the look of these ships, and I. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't say no to a little toy or a model of one, really. Oh, there's the ticking. Edmundo has planted his bomb in the master robot console, freighter number eight. All clear for liftoff. Roger, Commander. But good old XL5 is going to escort it on its next run. Make sure it doesn't run into any more problems. Well, so far, so good. I wonder where our crooked salvage boys are waiting. Somewhere along the route, I guess. Maybe you should have monitored their, uh, the launch of their spaceship and see where it went. They'd have to be quite close to Space City if, if Edmundo can uh, get there by hovercar. Big Steve Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, but are you sure he'll be fooled by that tape recorder? Oh. This is clever. Emergency red. Emergency red. We are on fire. Request aid at once. They have a, a tape recording of a phony distress call, recorded by a man who sounded really bored. For the position the recorder gives out. And then he's off our backs. Now all we have to do is push it out into space, where it will start transmitting just for Colonel Zodiac. Ah, well, isn't that thoughtful? Yeah. And they've done it. The uh, radio thingy is off. And so are the Briggs brothers. Emergency red. Emergency red. We are on fire. We are on fire. Request emergency rescue. <laughs> that's not that's not how you how you say those words. It, there should be more more screaming than that. Got it. Uh, it seems to be in our sector. Uh, position uh, 
And we're the nearest ship. We'll have to check it out. Oh, they're the only ship in range. And they see, they were doing that before Star Trek did it. Again. Okay. Lovely to see that even before Star Trek started using those tropes, XL5 had already worn them into the ground. But of course, I have known something like this had happened. They've had to leave the freighter. Commander Zero is is not happy. If only he'd, he'd had it. If only he had more ships. Again, if only if he was in charge of something like a a world space patrol almost that had ships that could go out and investigate these things. Don't understand it, Steve. This is the position that was given. But there's no sign of a ship. Well, hold on, Matt. I can see an object ahead. Ooh. Emergency red. Emergency red. Check on it, will you? I've got it, Steve. See? That's mighty odd. It's a tape recorder. Uh-huh. Put it together. I'd have known. Uh-huh. A dirty trick. And I don't need three guesses to tell me who planted that thing there. I guess the Briggs boys have done... <laughs> well, you might do. You might do, considering you looked at a bell, a bell earlier that was marked robot freighter alarm and said what's that such a tootie falling for a thing like that a phony distress call well that's one of the corniest tricks in the business i'll never answer a distress call again you mark my words no it could have been for real that's right steve we're dealing with a mighty smart bunch of characters but don't <laughs> no just because they're smarter than you doesn't mean they're genuinely smart if it's the last thing i do i'll nail those characters oh. and i think i know how to do it <gasps> steve's got a plan so you think you know how to do it, eh, Steve? Well, let's hear it. Uh, no, Commander, I've already forgotten my plan. That was the previous scene. Another robot freighter. And have Jock do his double check again. Just like last time, when I screwed up. Monotonous. A freighter checks all read green again. So did freighter number eight get blown up and salvaged off screen then? I'm just being worked. We're just going to assume that one was lost. I, I, okay. Ah, so here comes Edmundo later on. After Jock's checked everything. Again, you wouldn't expect this of Edmundo. He's so... he looks so trustworthy. And yet, he's really let us down. Oh, he is quite unsettling to look at. Some interesting uh, computery sounding music there. I don't recognise that one as... Uh, having recurred through the series, but Steve was already there. As I figured. Edmundo. Oh, of course. So, back to Briggs Space Salvage Island. Oh yes, they have their ship there, the SCS Valiant. They're still in there playing cards and smoking cigars. This is lovely music, though. I'd, I'd really like the Crossroads to Crime um, music to get a, a release. It really deserves it. It's easily the best part of that film. Though has done his stuff on the next freighter. Ooh. Hey, what the... Okay, get your hats, boys. You're going for a little trip. Ooh. Oh, this is Robot Freighter number nine, is it? That's just fine. Three rats in a trap, huh? Releases. You can't get away with this, Zodiac. We Steve has imprisoned everybody on this robot freighter. This is illegal. Handcuffed each of the Briggs brothers to uh, the wall. Well, quit squawking and listen to me. And it looks like he's put Edmundo in a cage. Best to sabotaging freighters of the World Space Patrol. And that little box of tricks there is going to help me do it. In there, my friends, is the bomb that you planted. <gasps> and it's set to go off three hours after liftoff. 
Oh, dear. that can stop it is a radio-controlled switch that we've rigged up. And I'm going to operate it from Space City. If I hear you confess, I'll throw that switch, and the bomb won't explode. So it's up to you. You... Confession under duress, is it? Well, well, well. Nothing. Now stick around, boys, and find out. Three hours after liftoff. So, yeah, we're going ahead with the launch anyway. Oh, it's a nice model. It really is a pretty model, and I like that it's got vertical and horizontal uh, jets going as well. So, the Briggs brothers and Edmundo are all in quite a lot of trouble. I do not like this. Mr. Fawlty, I don't want to work here anymore. Ah, uh, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Zodiac's bluffing. He's got nothing on us. No, no. I wish you'd call this off, Steve. We'll find some other way to get them. No, Commander. They're clever. They cover their tracks all the way. Yeah, and you're going to run out of robot freighters by the time you come up with another plan. They're already cracking up. Look. The clock. It says only ten minutes left. <gasps> uh -oh. Why don't you pipe down? Do you have to give us a time check every few seconds? I told you, didn't I? Zodiac was bluffing. Yeah, but supposing he ate. Oh, was Matt's mouth moving there as he was listening to that? They're not gonna break, Steve. They think you're bluffing. Now shut the thing off. Oh, we've still got time, Commander. There's eight minutes left. I do like this, uh, this plan, though. I like the build-up as well. I like that we don't know whether or not Steve's bluffing. I tell you, they'll crack. It also helps that Commander Zero and Venus and Matt, they, they really believe it's for real, and they think he's not bluffing. She's gotta be bluffing. He wouldn't blow us up. No. He ain't that kind of guy. He's not like us. Steve, kill that thing. The suspense is driving me crazy. Two minutes to go, Commander. Oh, uh, I do not like it. Slim, Slim, please. I can't stand it much longer. But Zodiac's bluffing, I tell you. And despite the fact that they're hideous puppets, I really do like all three of these villains. Um, I like that we have a, a traitor in Space City and these... Two idiots. Come on. Confess. Confess. Confess! 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 I confess! Not you! Oh, it's so tense. He, he is not bluffing. Coming up on 30 seconds to, uh... You shut it off, Zodiac. To the explosion. We sabotage the freighters. We are the ones. Shut it off! Shut it off! He's from Barcelona. <laughs> you won, Steve. You were right. Now kill the bomb. I can't, Commander. Well, what do you mean you can't? Steve's right. So Edmundo's confession that he did the thing that Steve already knew he'd done. That gadget will operate at 12 noon anyway. I'm not sure that's going to stand up in court. I think a confession from the Briggs Brothers might have done a bit more there, but... Uh... Oh. Here we go. Oh, there's no stopping it now. Twelve. Ah. It's a ballerina musical box. I love that as well. I love... <laughs> it's it's quite a, a good piece of humour, especially for XL5. I told you so, didn't I, Joe? Of course, it does give you the image of... Told uh... us. Oh yeah, Commander Zero, I've got a plan. Now, first of all, I need to buy a musical box, preferably one with a ballerina. 
Oh, if I could only get my hands free, I'd punch you straight in the nose. Yeah. 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 Well, at least I got a nose. Listen to the music. Oh, and I think Edmundo has gone completely insane. He's he's just entranced by the uh, oh, the pretty music box and the ballerina. Ah, and that was Robot Freighter Mystery. Well, um. That was as thoroughly enjoyable as I remembered it. Again, some some very silly moments from our regular characters, but, you know, it's XL5. You're going to get that. But I, I do really love the setup for this. I love the, the, the robot freighters. I always like it in this show when you get a sense of space travel beyond just XL5 and, and the Earth. I, I like when you see that there's a almost a whole universe full of Earth ships going here and there and doing whatever, so that's nice. I really like the uh, the Briggs Brothers characters and their little scam. I also like Edmundo and his uh, his traitorness. Uh, again, as I said, they're they're pretty hideous puppets, but that kind of uh, adds to the appeal of the characters in my eyes. So, yeah, as I said, I've always really liked this one. I don't know if it is just a nostalgia thing or if it is genuinely quite good. Um, but yeah, if you have any sort of feelings on fan favorite XL5 episodes, please let me know because, as I said, I'm not uh, not too up on those. But I do know that I thoroughly enjoyed this one. 